Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, February 12th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Addie OA Jr., and joining me is the force that is Gary Witta. Gary, how are you doing this morning? I like your nickname for me better than Greg's. I like Thank the you. force. That's, that's what better than the, the rogue one, I think. That, I mean, that was good, but like maybe it's time to time for something new. Yeah, time for something fresh. So far, I, f- I feel like I'm three for three. People, people have been saying they like my nickname for Imran. They like my, my nickname for Tim. But you, you what like are those? What are those nicknames? Uh, Tim motherfucking Gettys, and then Imran the Don Con, and so stuff that things that I roll like off it. the tongue. And so I'm still waiting. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna host with Greg soon. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do for Greg. I have a uh, I have a kind of fun. I have a Tim story from yesterday. Really? Yesterday. Yeah. So we had a, a, a random Tim encounter. So my oh. my wife. I'm, let me get this out of the way right right away. It's my seventh um, wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Uh, to my wife today, the lovely to, to to Leah, I extend all the all the love and uh, gratitude in the world for putting up with me for uh, the better part of uh, fifteen years, maybe more. We've been married oh, for wow. the last seven, um, and today's our anniversary, and uh, couldn't be happier about That's it. That's awesome. So Leah was at the local mall yesterday, and she was wearing a kind of funny T-shirt, and as she often does. Nice. And Tim Geddes walked by her and said. Hey, great T-shirt! Like she was just a fan and didn't recognize who it was. That's awesome. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, so we had a, a so we had a, 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 a close encounter of the Tim kind. I think it's maybe it's because his eyes are still fucked up. Oh yeah, that's true. He still can't see anything. That would be his excuse, I think. What was her response did though? You, did you did you guys be like, hey? I wasn't there. Oh. I heard about this from Leah. Oh, she so was Leah on was she just... was on the phone, so she didn't get to like fully engage with him. But he just kind of walked by and went, "Hey, great T-shirt! Like he's a rock, like a bit of a that's rock star." That's awesome. Which you know, <laughs> that's his that, that, right. That's, that's and she just said, "Okay." She and she recognized it was Tim, but she like she was on the phone. She didn't go, uh, "Thanks, Tim." But you know, Wait, you know. So like, what would you do if you saw someone with a Twitch? Your, your Twitch shirt. I don't. Th- I mean, the, I, what, what, what would thing? I do? I would. I would acknowledge it. I would, like, just, I would say, hey, I like that T-shirt. I'm a fan of that channel. <laughs> and it's just like Jen, who's like walking by. By the way, after a two-week break, I am back on uh, twitch.tv slash Gary Witter tonight at Woo! 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, what, are you, what are you streaming? Um, I don't know yet. We'll, we'll figure it out as we mm. go. I never know. I never have a plan. It's like when I show up here, I don't have a plan. I know, I, I know what the news is when you put it in front of me two minutes before we go on the show. Gary, I'm happy you're here for two reasons. Actually, yeah. three reasons now. One, because of an obscene thing we did right before the show. <laughs> I don't think it was obscene. I think it was kind of funny, which is very on brand. Which are we? Are we gonna say? Do we want to say what it is? Or do we want to save it? Well, I think we should tease it a little bit. Well, I mean, we, Kevin, we had I, some. I've talked about ScreenFast. Oh, you have talked about ScreenFast. Told people okay. about ScreenFast. Screen, so ScreenFast is this Friday. Yeah. We're all you, me, now, Blessing, and Tim are going to review Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. Right. right. I've been out a lot this week. Right. Because of this. Back okay. injury that I have. You have a back injury? Yeah, I don't know. It just started hurting. Not, I went to a chiropractor. A... I mean, I was. I can was you call sick. it an injury, though? I mean, I, yeah. Now I can. I hurt my neck on the other side. Now I can't move. Look at me. This is how I turn out. <laughs> you look like Batman oh, like, in the yeah, first Batman. Dark Knight right. movie. And Batman Begins. Um, also, like any normal man, probably laying on their back right now. You know. So this morning, I'm not going to go into the details. Just, we really so, want to so save really it. Really quick, I don't know that we're going to have a special intro for for it. Is really? Screen fast. I, I haven't had time to request it from anyone. Are you telling me that Screen Fat or that Sonic no, the Hedgehog all, all, all that tells the me, Kevin, is, is, it's, all, that, all that tells me is that it's a low priority for you. No, no, that's no. Because no, no, you've obviously like, got time to do other well, things. Well, last time, last time, who was it? It was Roger that sent in some assets for it, and we, we utilized them. This time, nobody sent assets. Can we at least change the C to an F? Can you do that? I'll talk to Nick about it, but, mm. uh, you know. Wow, yeah, because, I mean, that does sound like a lot of work. 
Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a major undertaking. <laughs> So that's the first reason I'm happy you're here is, is for the, some of the preparation we did for ScreenFest. Uh, number two, I'm happy you're here because we did go see Sonic the Hedgehog together. And I feel we like did. We saw it last Saturday morning, Yeah, right? we can't. Uh, actually, Kevin, can we say anything about it yet? Uh, the embargo is Wednesday at 10 p.m. I already said on Twitter that so I really... So 15 minutes ago. I said I didn't do a detailed review, but I did reveal to the world uh, that I really liked it. I'm going to reiterate what I have been saying. Take your date Which, to see Sonic the Which, by the way, everyone else was doing. I checked Twitter and like the, the, the embargo. No one, no one gives a shit but about that. Here's the thing. Yeah, I got a paper from these people that invited us to the screener. I didn't said, sign anything. It's not about signing anything. It's just all right. Next time we got a movie screener, I guess we, maybe we'll have to think about twice about bringing. Well, maybe I will, Kevin. All right then. Maybe I'll think about twice before I go to a movie with you. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Uh, and that's fine with me. So I came in this morning, <laughs> and within five minutes. I had convinced Kevin to buy a sex toy using the kind of funny credit card from a website called loveplugs.com. We're not sponsored. And I was very excited but about it. But we can it. be. Convinced or bullied? I didn't bully you. I'm blessing. Where are you? Just, just remind me where Kevin you stand on very, this. Kevin seemed very excited about that, bu- <laughs> that, that butt plug. That is not the truth. <laughs> I was totally the opposite where it's like, I don't know if this is appropriate. It's not appropriate. But again. That's what makes it great. It's comedy. It's going to make great comedy on Friday. You're going to love it. And the audience is going to love it. Also, it's appropriate because it's Valentine's Day. That's, oh, my yeah. God. That's we right. We're, that, doing yeah. Valentine's We're doing Day. Valentine's Day. So that's like, right. There are layers to this. Layers that's to this. right. And then number three, or third reason why I'm happy you're here is because it's, not, it's been since the last time you were here that Greg mentioned or even thought about the Japan trip. I've been thinking yeah. about it. But did nobody's really been bringing it up. Did you see up. my tweet from yesterday? I did see. Oh it from my yesterday. god! Like, how can you not go? I feel like we gotta we gotta push harder because Greg got to. is trying to forget about it. You Greg's can't like he's t- it he's t- he thinks that if he just rides this out, that the kind of funny best friends Wait. will sweep this under the carpet. We cannot let this happen. Exactly. Greg's in Greg's in Vegas this week, uh, uh, hosting the Dice Awards. Don't let him forget this. Kind of funny best friends. Tweet him right now yes. at Game Over Greggy. Yes. Tell him that the kind of bunny, kind of funny, kind of bunny, the kind of funny. <laughs> maybe that's where it can be Easter. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's kind of funny best friends want Greg to send the kind of funny team to Japan, Please. for the Super Mario theme park. And I've or, I've already ready already uh, agreed and offered to pay for Kevin's ticket out of my own pocket. So I feel like I have made a very Magnanimous gesture and getting the ball rolling. Greg, it's time for Greg to 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 sack up. Basically, the ball is in your court, Greg. The Miller. ball is in your court, Greg Miller. Today's stories include Microsoft and Samsung's unholy union, Jeff Keighley and E3's holy divorce, and more. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com/slash You're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free now it's time for some housekeeping thank you to our patreon producers james james davis david mintel muhammad muhammad the nanobiologist frank furter shiraz razak razak patrick like a character from destiny yeah it seems like a prince of persia kind of yeah patrick higgins Travis Austin Gajkowski, Drew Gardner, Dominic Shorter, Ginny Burnt, Joseph Solar, and Katie Gallagher. That's Thank a you. longer list of Patreon producers. Yeah. Like you picked up some producers. It yeah, it's because like. of our January push. Thank you, everybody, for being so supportive in the month of January. It's great. Helping people get hired, people like me, helping us 
uh, reach toward that new studio. It's all because of you. And so, thank you. Uh, today, we're brought to you by Upstart, Mint Mobile, and Spotify, the besties. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. Oh, before I forget. Because I said um, I would do this every week, trying to keep myself honest. Uh, I lost uh, half a pound since the last weigh-in. Oh, awesome. Congratulations. So... It's starting to, as as you expect, like especially like a, on a keto diet, like you lose, lose a lot of weight really quickly, and then mm. it starts to level off. So I'm kind of in the level leveling off phase, but heading in the continuing to head in the right direction. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah let's just say we have six stories because that's gonna be our first story. That's that's yeah. the, that's clearly the biggest Gary's story in gaming news this week. <laughs> let's What's see. the second biggest story? Microsoft and Samsung, Gary. So they the Microsoft and Samsung are partnering on an Xbox cloud based uh, or on Xbox cloud based streaming. I'm pulling this from Tom Warren at The Verge. Samsung launched its new Galaxy S. It says S twenty, but that doesn't sound no, right. That's right. It's the S twenty. Yeah, I think, I think they didn't beautiful. want to do like S eleven or whatever. You know, they wanted to just jump forward. Jump forward by ten numbers? Yeah. 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 It is. Look, Mike, look, Microsoft skipped the- uh, Windows nine. Um, Apple skipped the iPhone nine. Yeah, but like uh, you know, the Xbox went from the Xbox one to Xbox three sixty because they didn't want to be stuck with Xbox two while PlayStation three was around because yeah. it would make them feel like they were behind. This, you know, it's all it's all branding. It's yeah, all absolutely. bullshit. Yeah, people get paid strange. real money for this. So is the next one going to be the S thirty? Nobody knows. Oh, what, what if we call it the uh, S <laughs> twenty? Johnson, you're a genius. <laughs> uh, yes. Million dollar bonus. Wow. Samsung launched its new Galaxy S20 and Galaxy Z Flip smartphones yesterday, but the company also broadened its Microsoft partnership at the same time. Samsung and Microsoft are teaming up on a cloud-based game streaming service, and it's likely this will involve xCloud appearing on Samsung devices in the future. Quote, This is just the beginning of our gaming partnership with Xbox, explained David S. Park, head of Samsung's U.S. marketing, as he unveiled Microsoft's Forza Street game for Galaxy devices. Quote, both Samsung and Xbox share a vision for bringing great gaming experiences to mobile players around the world. With our 5G-enabled portfolios and and Microsoft's Microsoft's rich history in gaming, we are working closely together to create a a premium cloud-based game streaming, streaming experience. You'll hear more about it later this year, end quote. Microsoft confirmed the partnership in a statement to The Verge, but both companies have offered very little details on exactly what this will mean for the future. Quote, having partners join us on our journey to deliver to delivering high quality game streaming to players is the utmost importance, says Kareem Chowdhury, Microsoft's Project xCloud chief, in a statement to The Verge. Quote, We've seen positive feedback from Project xCloud previews, uh, preview participants testing a range of Galaxy devices, and it'll only get better as we continue to work closely with Samsung on, refi- on refining the experience. An exi- it's an exciting time to be working on Project xCloud, and we can't wait to share more about our work with Samsung later this year, end quote. It's clear that this is related to xCloud somehow, rather than the, than the type of partnership we saw Sony embark on with Microsoft for fundamental access to the company's Azure cloud-based architecture. Microsoft and Samsung partnered last year to bridge Android and Windows closer together with tighter integration of apps like OneDrive and your, and your phone into Samsung's devices. Microsoft and Samsung designers are also working in the same rooms on part of this project as both companies look to benefit from better software integration. Gary. Does this do anything for you? Nah. No? I mean, like, that was a lot of corporate press release yeah. speak. Like, whenever whenever you, you or anyone else starts 
going on about 5G-enabled portfolios and Microsoft's rich history in gaming, you just start to sound like the teacher from Peanuts to yeah. me. Wah, 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 wah. It's definitely, there's definitely like a bunch of, of fluff in here in marketing speak. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of marketing bullshit. The thing, I, I, what I take away from it is, it's a li- you know, as an iPhone user, mm-hmm. I, and you know, I'm not alone, there's many of us out there. We are legion, many, many iPhone people around the world. Um, are, you, are you an Android guy, aren't you, Kevin? See, that's why I don't like texting you. Those green bubbles piss me off. Me and Blessing. Yeah. I don't I, like, I don't like I hate texting people on Android phones. Those that's like the bubbles. one downside, though, is that... I like, oh, a, like, I like a nice blue them, bubble. Don't let them say this shit to us. Our blue bubbles... I get it from everybody, though. I can't text anybody. Wait, what does it look like on your end? Normal. What is that? What's, what's normal? What does what, that mean? What do mean? Like, like text messages. It, it just, yeah, it just looks like a text message. But what color is the bubble? There's no bubble. What? There's no, no bubble. bubble. There's no bubble. It depends on because I use a third-party app, and so actually I have, oh, I have it so that I do get the bubbles. Wild West over there in the Android world. Here's but here's oh, wait, the point you know I want to make. There is a bubble. It's gray and blue. Gray. Yeah. Oh, how exciting! I, well, I mean, I can change the bubble. Oh, can you? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, the thing about Android, Android is that you have the customization that you want. You can do whatever wow. you want. I can go in there and make the bubble whatever goddamn color I want. I do like the I do like the customization. Somebody showed me a chat app that they had where they had skinned it to look like the uh, Persona Five oh, my little brother text has client. That, yeah. that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here's my point though. Like, so with Stadia, locked for now at least locked to Pixel devices only, which is a very mm-hmm. small part of the of the ecosystem overall. It's not even Android. It's just the Pixel phones. And now here we're saying that, that they're saying that Microsoft service might at least initially only be available on Samsung phones. I get it. They do these corporate partnerships. Everyone makes money. But it doesn't feel very consumer friendly. Like, when, when is this going to be available to everyone? When am I going to be able to play Stadia or uh, xCloud on my iPhone? It's no, no, love, no love for us right now. Am I uh, wrong? Isn't xCloud available now as a beta for all Android devices? I don't know about all. It's definitely available for beta, but I don't know to what extent. It certainly works fine devices. on my phone. I'm not saying that it's going to be limited only to Samsung devices, but it sounds like if you want I, the best experience or premium experience, they're going to lock that into Samsung yeah, because Samsung, well, paid, Samsung paid them a bunch of money or vice versa. But it, it could also be not necessarily they're paying them a bunch of money. It could also be that right now maybe the 5G mobile devices that are incorporating 5G antennas that would support this sort of gameplay are... On Samsung, sure, phones. but there are, but there are, you know, but Samsung doesn't have a monopoly on five G radios. No, plenty but of like other right phones now, out there they, are going to have their that. Their flagship that they just put out. Oh my god, that f- I, I watched the video. You know, Marcus Brownlee, he does the tech yeah. reviews. I like uh, his videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He great. did a review of that, um, the, the Ultra version. It's so cool, ridiculous. Fifteen hundred dollars, but my god, it's mad. One hundred eight megapixel camera. That's nutty. <laughs> that is nutty. <laughs> what does that even mean? A hundred times <laughs> optical zoom? What? Amon M writes in and says, with the announcement that Microsoft and Samsung are, quote, just beginning their partner their gaming partnership, where do you think we could end up in the next few years? XCloud being installed on every new Samsung phone and TV would be uh, would be huge moves for accessing millions of new potential customers. According to Statista, Statista, Samsung Statista? Statista? I've never heard of that site. Uh, Samsung held almost 19% global market share in the smartphone market in q4 that's impressive when you consider how fragmented the android world is there's so many yeah there's so many options but yeah sam's i mean i have a galaxy s10 and i've so been like Sam, samsung s10 must i'm presuming samsung is the biggest uh player yeah. in I'd android so, right? yeah that's that that would be my assumption i don't know if that's true give me a second really? check yeah yeah uh, ch- check on that i mean maybe it's maybe it's huawei or something you know uh, well, in the u.s anymore. in the u.s at least mm-hmm. 
I would say Samsung's got to be that would be my assumption, but maybe there are like there might be some other manufacturer. Maybe that, you're wrong. Can, that is able to come through can, like can with, look into it for us with like cheaper prices or something. And according to Technavio, Samsung is the largest TV manufacturer with over twenty percent of the market. This would put Xbox in the hands of more more potential players than PlayStation now access on Sony smartphones and televisions could. Is this the beginning of a strategic mismatch for PlayStation? What other elements of this partnership do you think are possible? And do we think that this is a move for Microsoft to hedge against Stadia integration into into Google Pixel devices and, and Android more broadly? Thanks and have a great Wednesday. I mean, I think it would it, it, it would be to Samsung's advantage to say, hey, and Samsung phones are the only place to get Microsoft xCloud, or at least like the premium version of the experience. Yeah. So if you're, you know, if I'm an Xbox game like i'm an iphone guy and i'm an xbox i mean i all consoles but i like i slightly prefer the xbox mm-hmm. um and if if samsung were to say hey we're the only company we're, we're the only phone that you can get premium x cloud experience i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't do it i would never have an android phone but i th- that would i would like maybe i would be at least on the fence about it that would be compelling. yeah i think the idea of every Samsung device coming pre-installed with Xbox xCloud, right. I think that'd be a huge win. And even in Amon's question here, he's referencing uh, competition against PlayStation, PlayStation Now. I think they're, like, as far as competition in this space, I think PlayStation Now is barely a factor. I think they could be a factor in the future if PlayStation Now continues to, continues to improve and continues to uh, Here we go. Build Top Android phone manufacturers. Samsung by a yeah, mile. By and a mile. Huawei mile. is, like, way behind. God. Yeah. Way behind. Wow, I'm sp- who the hell made the... Like, there are names I don't know that like are Xiaomi like Xiaomi and Oppo and, and companies you don't even really think about. Because this is outside of the U.S. Can yeah. you do it just by the U.S.? Well, I mean, or this has got to be worldwide. I mean, wouldn't worldwide matter? Amlogic, I've never even heard of. LG, Motorola, but, but yeah, like, If you wonder... see, like, Sony's down there in, But look, like, I mean, Samsung is, like, far and away. Oh, yeah. That's saying 43.6% of the Android space. So yeah. And that does make sense. It would be, like, 90% of the... Once you factor in the iPhone as well, because iPhone's a good chunk of the market. Yeah. So 43% of the Android market equals like 90% of the phone market overall. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so with that idea in mind, I think- Yeah, they're just running away with it. It makes complete sense what this partnership is out here to do. Not for exclusivity though, because even though though Samsung's the number one player, Mm -hmm. um, 90% of the overall market is not enough, right? You want to be on all of them. Of course. Yeah. And I don't think like- I don't think this article mentions exclusivity anywhere. Like I didn't I didn't get a hint of anything no. anything pointing toward the idea that they're going to be exclusive, but the idea that they could have a deal where you are getting Samsung devices like Samsung TVs, you know, like the um Amon right. that's you know, cool. wrote it with an app, like have an XCloud app built right yeah, into the built TV. Yeah, built right into the TV. You know, um, that's Yeah, that's compelling. Perfect right there. And they yeah, it won't be exclusive, but they can say this is this with us if you have a Samsung device, this will offer the best experience. Yeah. And I think that I think that messaging for them could go a long way, and I think that is what makes this partnership make complete sense. Um, but yeah, as far as like them communing with, with, let's see, is this beginning? Is this the beginning of a strate- strategic mismatch for PlayStation? I think it's already been kind of a strategic mismatch from the get go because PlayStation now didn't necessarily have. What does that the, mean? A strategic mismatch for PlayStation? I think I think what Amon is getting at is the idea that this would then. Like when when you look at the numbers compared to say Sony phones and Sony TVs, like Samsung dwarves those numbers, and so I think that's what Amon is getting at. But I think that's our. I think it's already that's, that's a problem because here's the thing. Mm. So Stadia has a natural partner with Android and more specifically Pixel phones, right? Yes, you understand why that's all kind of under one roof. Yeah, Microsoft um, doesn't have. Uh, 
any presence in the phone market any, any anymore because they tried and they failed. Now they're just out, and yeah. they just said we're, we'll support Android now. So it makes sense for them to uh, partner with the number one player in the Android market. Yeah. Sony has a natural partner in its you know consumer electronics division, but like that, they, yeah, but, those not, are, but that's small time. Yeah, that's like who thing. has a Sony phone. Who has a Sony TV? Not that many people. Yeah, that's the thing. And that, so and they need to. F- they might need to find an external partner. That's why I think like this is less in competition with Sony and more in competition with Stadia, if anything, right? Like Stadia having like Google Google Pixel being a thing, not nearly a bi- as big of a thing as um, Samsung with with Android, right? And uh, Google Stadia kind of having a certain amount of mindshare with the streaming space. I think that's where the competition is at, even though it seems more and more by the day Stadia is kind of eating their own lunch, right? They're kind of tripping over their own their own feet uh, with each passing, passing kind of decision and news story we see about Stadia not working or making bad decisions or doing AMAs that don't tend to work out well for them. Like, Project xCloud seems to be doing all the right things. And, you know, there's even another news story coming up about another streaming service that, you know... There, this this space currently is kind of messy and it's kind of fun to watch because we're seeing people kind of climb over each other and try to become right. that that number one spot, um, whether it is in like mindshare or like even in in, in the partnerships and um, actually getting like the apps on whatever devices you have, whether you, whether you like it or not. So far, it seems like XCloud and I'd say probably uh, Nvidia GeForce are kind of Nvidia GeForce surprisingly are kind of like the two front runners for what services are going to end up successful in this thing but even then like i could see i could see a future where like nobody comes out on top because this is street like video game streaming is still hasn't become as cemented of a thing yet you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna just be in like another uh, iteration of the platform wars you know there's no one clear i mean sony's kind of a clear winner right now but microsoft Mm -hmm. is still like really in the game nintendo's obviously uh, a very you know, a bigger deal than the than it's like a three horse there's there's three very healthy horses in that in that race um maybe maybe sony need to give tim cook a call do an exclusive uh ios team up hey the best way to get the, oh, yeah. the best way to get an exclusive playstation experience playstation streaming is on the iphone because mm-hmm. think about it apple and microsoft are rivals they can't work together i don't think uh, oh, Samsung yeah. and Apple are rivals. They can't work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony and uh, Apple, though, they don't have any particular beef. Maybe they should team up. For there's, I'm not crazy. There are Sony phones, right? Yes. Do they run but on like, Android? Yes. The Sony phones, but they only have yeah. a tiny. They only have a tiny. Like a very share of the tiny. Market. They yeah. are some of the most beautiful phones. They're gorgeous. Like from yeah, yeah. Every time I see one, like the new Sony. Yeah. The, the it, newest, it, it, remember the Xperia yeah, phones? The Xperia. Do they still have those? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Those I really, think the new ones called like the, the industrial design on Sony phones are is gorgeous. Phenomenal. Yeah. They have always run like shit. Yeah. Just that's the problem. Absolutely run like shit. That being said, the latest one that came out, which I can't remember the model number right now, but like that phone. Unfortunately, it doesn't work for Sprint. Otherwise, that'd be the phone I use. That's the prettiest screen I've ever seen on a phone. Gorgeous. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're still plugging away, but they're not. Just they're doesn't not a big work. Player. Just does not work with Sprint. So they. So that's the point. They they need no they, they, they they need to either just put it out there equally for everyone and say, hey, look, this will work. It will support all devices. Or they need it. Or they need a partner. The same way that Microsoft yeah. has found a partner in Samsung. Apple might be their best bet. I can see it. Number two. Jeff Keighley isn't producing E3 Coliseum this year. This comes directly from Jeff Keighley's Twitter. He tweeted this as I was 
prepping the show. And as he tweeted, like when he tweeted, oh, he did it, that thing where he types out a note in the notes app. Yeah, he went to the notes app, it. screenshotted yeah. it, and, and posted an image of it. And so I'll read it verbatim. Uh, he he writes a statement from Jeff Keighley on E3. For the past 25 years, I have attended every electronic entertainment expo. Covering, hosting, and sharing E3 has always been a highlight of my year, not to mention a defining part of my career. I've, deba- I've debated what to say about E3 2020. While I want to I support the developers who will showcase their work, I also need to be open and honest with you, the fans, about precisely what to expect from me. I've made the difficult decision to decline to produce E3 Coliseum. For the first time in 25 years, I will not be participating in E3. I look forward to supporting the industry in other ways and at other, uh, and at, uh, other events in the future. Gary Witta, is E3 dead? Um, it may be moribund. Stop so- using words we don't know. <laughs> I've used that word so many times on this show, Kevin, because it's like one of my favorite words, and yeah, and, and it always like seems appropriate. Um, I wish that Jeff had provided some more context, context here. Yeah, like, like the, why the, did the most climb? important question is always why. Yeah, and he's and he's and he said nothing about the why. Yeah, and he said um, that he'll reply to some people on Twitter and and, and give more give more context to people want to do like a Q&A type of thing, right? And somebody asked him... Um, <laughs> Kevin went away and Googled here. moribund. Moribund means at go. the point of death. In terminal decline, lacking vitality or vigor. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, somebody on Twitter asked here, like, I hope Gamescom is one of your other events. You did a very good job last year. And then Jeff replied, yes, I will still be doing opening night live in August. What actually was E3 Coliseum? Was that like a, a, a thing, like a talk show thing that he did or something? I believe it was like a thing that like... they. They would have like a big room where they would have devs come up and do interviews on stage and do like on stage presentations of their games, and that would be like one, days days one through three of E three. Now, is that something that E three put on, and they just hired Jeff to like host, or was it something that he created and produced as like his own thing? I want to say something that I don't know who pitched it to who, but I think it is something that was entirely produced by Jeff Keighley. But it is partnered, partnered but it was like with an official E3. component. Yes, of Yes, it was an official component of E3, and it has been for the last couple of years. I've not been to so. E3, I wonder so I if E3, I wonder if E3 will will still do E3 Coliseum, but with someone else. Hey, get Greg Miller in there. Oh, he's always looking for another gig. Okay, so actually, this is what, was, what I was gonna uh, pull up. So uh, if you go to e3expo.com/slash e3 Coliseum, they have a page that says tomorrow. E3 launched that's Thursday, tomorrow, which is tomorrow. And so tomorrow we'll see like what their what plans E3's are. big plans are. Yeah, is E3 in uh, terminal decline? Because I keep yes. hearing bad. Everyone, I think one hundred percent. No one's going. Yes. Who's like, going? Who's going to be there? Microsoft. No, oh, so okay, I'm going I'm to read Borson Zero Zero's question because okay. he kind of touches on some of this. Okay. Borson Zero Zero writes in and says, "Good morning, Blessing and Gary. Jeff, quote, Mr. E3 Keeley is skipping E3 2020 and makes me wonder how dead is E3 this year. Between Sony not being there, Microsoft not being on the show floor, and the leak of journalist information, personal information. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, it was very bad. I feel E3 this year is at an all-time low, and with this news, can E3 even come back? This announcement is just causing all kinds of questions. Like, will there be Judges Week this year? Will we see the next generation of?" consoles at e3 even and can the esa even create a satisfying create and satisfying e3 out of this train wreck of a situation i would first of all i would take if you if you if you've been around long I, i've been around since before e3 i used to go to e3 before it was even e3 when it was ces in las vegas mm-hmm. that's what that's where you went and got your games news before e3 came along um I rem- E3 has been in bad shape before. The one they did yeah. in Atlanta many years ago that I went to was was bad. Uh, there was a point when E3 
went through a massive contraction and it was way way smaller it was like a, it was like a little bare bones trade show for a few years and then it kind of expanded again and it got big again so e3's definitely like ebbed and flowed over the years i think it's definitely in an ebb right oh, now yeah. sony's not going right nope sony's not going Is nintendo going and then, uh that's a good question like they do they do their nintendo directs but then i think they actually sh- We'll know more in twenty four. Yeah, this I wish will, this will be the show cause... tomorrow. You'll have more information tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but I do. I do think E three is in trouble. I think people are increasingly asking the question: Why do we need it? Nin- you know, between Nintendo Direct and Sony and Microsoft, you know, Microsoft could just so easily do their own. Yeah, well, I event. mean, they basically do their own event, but it just t- happens to take place during E three. I know, but I never understand the point of that. Like, if you do your own event then you get to own the news cycle like all yeah. week. If you do the event at E3, you own it for like a few hours until the next company does theirs and everyone moves on to the next I mean, thing. I, th- I think it depends on like what's the biggest announcement. And at that moment, everyone's looking into it. Again. Yeah, like if, if... That's when the most eyes are aimed no, I, I Yes, I get that. But Microsoft and Sony are big enough, and Nintendo are all big enough at this point that you don't need another reason to tune in. But, like, you should just tune into that. But it, I, I just think that it's it's a game that they play. Like, who can have the most eyes? Who can end E3 and then, you know, everyone be saying, well, like, Sony won E3. Yeah, like, there's, yeah. I, I feel like... Yeah, for, I, does that mean anything anymore? I, think I feel like does. there's a way you I can harness means... that that power. Because uh, Sony is not showing up to E3 in any shape or form this year. Right. Right? Microsoft... They'll do... So, their PlayStation 5, they'll just do their own They're going to do their own thing. Right. Yeah, their own event, which will probably be like Mayish or Aprilish yeah. or like people have been speculating like this month but I think at this point it's But it's far a big tradition that Microsoft always does its big green Borg queue yeah. event like and at I, E3. And I think that works for Microsoft because especially with Sony not appearing at E3, Microsoft coming to, coming to and I'm, I'm saying coming to E3, right? I'm saying that in quotes cuz Microsoft is at E3 but they're not at E3. Like they're not at the actual building at the event. They're doing their own thing that's happening during E3. Them activating during E3, I think allows them to to be the biggest news in a way where with Sony not there and with like Nintendo kind of being in their own ecosystem and kind of doing their own thing, Microsoft coming out and say if they reveal just an enormous amount of details surrounding the Xbox Series X or whatever like other series models they might have if they do that during e3 and then come out and and you know throw out banger after banger after banger game like i think they come out of that you know during this wave of news being the biggest news and that wave kind of allows them to kind of shine bright because with that right i think we leave e3 thinking wow that was like a lot of news and like like microsoft's coming out swinging whereas sony for whatever they they do right say they do an event in may for the ps5 reveal right the only the, the the wave they're riding is the wave that they create, and so they have like whatever exclusives they reveal, whatever third parties uh, come to show uh, on the PS5, whatever features they have to show, whatever the prices, the model, all that stuff. That is a wave of their own creation that they're riding, and that will get eyes and ears because people want to know what the PS5 is. But I think there I I think there's validities in both strategies, but I. Th- I could see why Xbox or Microsoft will still appear at that time. I don't think E3 is going to totally go away anytime soon. And I'd be sad if it did, because the one thing I do, as much as I say like companies can go off and do their own events, there are many companies that would have a harder time doing that, and they feel like they do need to be part of like, you know, they're, they're part of something bigger that all the eyeballs are on anyway. Yeah. Like for me, my favorite stuff is, and I think we all enjoy this, is like 
when Ubisoft does its press thing, and like that always goes off the fucking rails. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's Jamie, Ke- remember Jamie Kennedy, that fucking train wreck from years ago, or like Mr. Caffeine, oh, yeah. and all this wacky shit. It's like, who's this fucking guy? Like, it's just all wacky. Like last year, we got the whole Keanu, your breathtaking. That all came out of E3. Yeah. Yep. Like every year, there's like some fun shit that happens. I'd be sad if that. Yeah. Went away. I feel bad. I feel like it's happening less and less. Like last year was definitely a fun one because of Keanu, because of um, what's his name, John Bernthal, his dog, him and his dog right. during the Ubisoft thing, and like um. Ikumi uh, Nakamura, like her, her whole stage presence was awesome. But those are now becoming few, fewer and That's fewer. That's what I'm talking between. about. Like, if the biggest audience moment is a guy brings, I don't get me wrong. I like love fucking dogs. Yeah. Um, human beings don't deserve dogs. I I, 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 I love them to bits. But like, if the if the biggest moment of your press event is someone bringing their dog on stage, you might want to look again at like what you have. Yeah. I think E3 as an event is probably going to go away within like the next five years like five years is probably what i'd give them but i feel like what's going to keep them afloat is the fact that like even even with microsoft and ea and uh even nintendo with their nintendo directs are doing things like outside of e3 and like microsoft showing games at their own events i think the fact that they're doing still doing those things around that time is giving a certain amount of attention to e3 that i think is valuable but i don't know if that's gonna be what saves them i'll make an announcement right now let's hear it that may counterbalance the oh Jeff wow keely your own e3 are you doing the e3 coliseum i'm not doing e3 coliseum but just as jeff has announced that for the first time in many years he's not going to be at e3 i will now announce that for the first time in many years this year i will be at e3 oh i haven't gone for many years but i'm going well i'm not going to e3 but I will be in LA during E3 week, and I will be available for socializing and fun times. Oh. So hit me up. If you're going to be in LA between June 9th and 11th, I, I'm basically like, I have to go down to LA all the time. I'm just going to pick that week to go down and do, do, do a bunch of like work shit during the day. I won't be at E3, well, I mean, but I'll be around. When, if, like, you have no interest in going if someone could get you a pass? If you get me a pass, I'll go. Okay. But like, not really. If people want to keep updated on where they could find you during E3 week, where should people go? Your Twitter? I yeah, go to my Twitter, at Gary Widow. At Gary can Widow. you put that up on the screen, Kevin? Yeah. I also put, while you're at it, if you can go, on, go to Microsoft Paint, and then I don't know if there's a type tool or if you'll need to paint it out, but twitch.tv slash Gary Widow for the people to see. Thank That's you. right, because they also need to go to get, get that premium yeah. content. Yeah, you go follow, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Number three. Wait. Uh, 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 Something some else? Yeah, do, do you have a, do, does Kind of Funny have a plan for E3 yet? Like, do you I know don't who's know. going? You're, I imagine I'm I'm I imagine well I'm gonna say we're probably going to E3. Hey, maybe I, I don't should know actually go on. to E3 because Snowbike Mike I'm sure will be there. Our Xbox podcast oh. might be up and running by then. Maybe I maybe we could Make actually some great go Xbox and, yeah, content. get some get some uh, check out the Xbox. Uh, I've never actually been to the Borg Cube. I've really? never been to the Xbox presser. Very nice. They've never invited me. What? That's I used to, disappointing. I, I used to be someone, Kevin. I'm not. Haven't been for a long time. It's very disappointing. But yeah, I I, I want to go to E3. I imagine we'll I'll, I'll be going to E3 this year. I just wanted I'm the Chiron, Kevin. I didn't need you to go to my website. What is what is going on here? Personal friend. Now you're Greg on my Miller? Twitch page. <laughs> oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's how I, that's that's my that's how I get people to come. To my, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's my Twitch channel. Personal friend of Greg that's Miller. Really I think funny. after I changed that uh, that uh, that name to that, that was the lowest audience I ever got on Twitch. <laughs> So that's not helping you the way you thought. Greg, Greg, Greg did not give me the boost that I hoped for. 
That's hilarious. You should put like personal friend of Will Smith, honestly. Which is true. I'm very jealous of that. I loved Will Smith so much. <laughs> I like talking Will. about the same Will Smith. Well, I know two Will Smiths. That's what's yeah, confusing. Yeah, I'm talking about, about the black it. one. Yeah, the more famous one. No yeah. offense to Will Smith. The less famous. The one. less famous one. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think. I, I think. I think Will would would uh, would. Um, he gets it. He would. He would give you that one. Yeah. Mm. Number three. Oh, <laughs> he did it! He did it! Wow! Twitch.tv slash Gary Wood and Paint. This is so fucking low tech. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Awesome. Now you, can, you can, now you can do that <laughs> in two seconds, but you're telling me you can't turn an S into an F? I don't know what you mean. Fuck you. I don't have that technology. That's niche. You just, you just showed me the technology. Well, we have Photoshop. All you have office. to do is paint over the C with an F. Like you've graffitied it. Do I have to do have your cool job Greg for you, it. Kevin? That sounds like a cool great job. The point is, you've got to delegate it. You've got to get these things done. I'm tired My of... <laughs> Kevin's gonna die by the time the show. I'm ends. the best thing that ever happened to Kevin, and he knows I've it. Destroyed so the amount of stress that Kevin's been put on it's, this it's, morning. It's not stress. I just it took slept wrong. My neck is killing me. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, Nvidia GeForce now is losing all Activision Blizzard games. A bad sign for cloud gaming. This is by Sean Hollister of The Verge. <clears throat> Nvidia's GeForce Now feels like one of the very best ways to get a free taste of cloud gaming, but it's not got or, but it's got a gigantic catch. It lets you play games, play PC games you already own only if the game publisher allows it. Today, Nvidia is revealing that Activision Blizzard is no longer playing ball, pulling down its catalog of games including Overwatch, WoW, and the Call of Duty series. I mean, I won't be able to play Warcraft 3 Reforged on the GeForce Now. Not what a fucking all. tragedy. That means one of the service's <laughs> biggest publishers as well, as well as I might need a moment <laughs> to compose myself. <laughs> as well as as well as its battle battle.net catalog of games will no longer be available just a week after the service's formal launch a launch that was already missing many games from capcom ea konami remedy rockstar and square enix all of which seem to have pulled out after nvidia's uh, I mean, beta period I mean, that's and a lot of big names it is a lot that's of big a bummer names. Nvidia wouldn't tell us why why this is happening now, but it's strange because Nvidia previously told us it was contacting every publisher ahead of launch to make sure they were okay staying on. Did Activision Blizzard renege that re- renege on a deal, or did Nvidia fail to get permission? Even though renege is spelled incorrectly here, you you got that exactly right. Greg would not have got he would have said renege or something. Oh, see, I was confused because I'd copied and pasted over the, the story, and I was like, I know the word renege, I just never seen it spelt out, and so I just assumed that was the right. Yes, yeah, it's missing an e, but you, you nailed the pronunciation. Thank you. I'm used to Greg like making all kinds of messes of different words. Oh yeah, he powers powers through it. And when it, for me, whenever I get to a word where I'm like, that doesn't seem right. Not I a great advertisement for the University of Missouri. No, not at all. Uh, we're waiting to hear back on that from Nvidia. Activision Blizzard didn't respond to a request for comment. And it's frustrating because the whole premise of NVIDIA's <laughs> GeForce Now... Kevin laughing? I'm like... <laughs> just like, why are you digging at Greg for no reason? <laughs> Greg just, is getting all the... It's easy! All right. Uh, the, only, fr- the only thing more fun than making fun of Greg to his face is making fun of him behind his back. Right. He's watching. Hey, Greg. I know I, you're I watching, he Greg. Be, I think you he's son of a fl- bitch. I think he might be flying. What? I think he's flying. Wasn't he no, flying last he flew, night? he flew last yeah, night. Yeah, because he was... He's on the ground in Vegas right now. I know he is. He's drinking the airplane coffee. I'm just, I, I'm just I'm a little bit 
I'm a little bit jealous because I wish I was in Vegas this week for Dice. I'd love to be there. Many of my friends are there. I'm having a little bit of FOMO. I'm just acting out, Kevin. Why don't you go? I'm just, be, I'm just being a, I'm just being a little bitch. Did you just about decide it. not to go, or you... I wanted to go, but like I've been, I've been out of town so much recently, and mm. I've got a lot of shit go, going on at home. Sure, like, I couldn't, sure. I couldn't get away. Mm. But like, I hate this time when every, all my buddies are like posting like fun pictures and having great times. Hey, I'm like, I'm get... sitting at home in my fucking pajamas. Like, I want to be out having a good time. But you get to do Screen Fest. Don't rub, it. Don't rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> and it's frustrating because the whole premise of NVIDIA's GeForce Now service is theoretically win-win-win. You get to take your existing game library anywhere. Game publishers get the same money and much, and much the same relationship. I don't know what they meant to write there. And much of the same relationship with the customers who's buying those games from the, Steam, from the same Steam, Epic, Uplay, and Battle.net stores. And NVIDIA gets to rent out access to a computer that simply lives in the cloud instead of on your desk at home. In a statement... NVIDIA says it hopes to work with Activision Blizzard to bring the games back, but the company confirmed to us that things are pretty cut and dried for now. You shouldn't expect them to magically reappear after a few days or even a few weeks. NVIDIA also declined to tell us whether it'd be open to sharing a slice of its, of its subscription fees with publishers, citing the quiet period before its earnings. It's true that Blizzard, at least, has, has a EULA that specifically prevents users from playing a game on cloud gaming services, but that doesn't seem to explain this move. Activision EULA, Activision's EULA doesn't contain anything of the sort, and again, Activision Blizzard didn't seem to have any problem with it during the GeForce Now beta. Gary, are you familiar, are you familiar first of all with what GeForce Now is? Yeah, we talked about on? it on the last show. Yeah, and it sounded great. But it sounded now great. It sounds like less great. Like, why would all these companies be in on the beta and then drop out? Frank Furter writes in with a question, a similar question. Good morning, Blessing Gary. With the platform releasing just a week or so ago, Nvidia's cloud-based gaming service is losing all Activision Blizzard games. This leads to a few questions and major concerns. One. Does Activision Blizzard plan on launching their own service for cloud-based gaming, or are they wanting wanting an exclusivity deal? Two, are we about to uh, to have streaming to have another streaming war, kind of like what we have with Netflix and Hulu and every other service you can think of? Three, is the confusion of what games will be where going to be worse than digital games and companies having to pull them off marketplaces due to rights and other agreements? And four, when is all when it's all said and done, which do you think you'll prefer: physical games, digital games, or streaming? Thanks for all you do, Frank Furter. So let's. Take, take, them, take them one at a time. Yeah, and so and I'm actually going to start with two because because I feel like this is what we're, we're, we were driving towards, right? Are we about to have another streaming war, kind of like what we have with Netflix and Hulu and every other service you can think of? And I, I, I would say almost certainly yes. Yes, because like I, I think Activision Blizzard removing their games from the service, I think says something about where their heads are at as far as how they want their games to be treated. As far as like being being on certain platforms, right? Because from we from what we gather from the article, right? They mentioned like it being a win win win, right? Like you know, you publishers still get their games bought by consumers, even if they're using Nvidia GeForce Now, because GeForce right. Now is just pulling from your current libraries, right? Right, and so like it's not like you lose any revenue by people playing your games on GeForce Now, which must say that Activision Activision Blizzard and all these other publishers that were listed that you know decided not to have their games on the final service must see something there right like what if activision blizzard could get a deal with stadia and have that extra bankroll in right what does that look like and so yes i think certainly we'll have some sort of streaming war similar to hulu and netflix and i think yeah, that's kind I mean, of unfortunate. platform wars have always been around vhx versus betamax like these things have been around forever and you know hd dvd remember that versus blu-ray um, this is just the next platform, and so yes, there will be wars. Yeah, 
And to go back to uh, Frank Furter's first question, right? Does Activision Blizzard plan, on, plan to launch their own service for cloud-based gaming? I don't think so. I think I, think I mean, maybe, though. Why not? They're big enough to do it, to have the infrastructure. Everyone's got their own fucking... To play PC games these days, you've got to install like eight fucking different launchers. Rockstar, Epic, mm -hmm. Blizzard, Steam, you know, on and on at Stadia. Yeah. Well, on and on it goes. I think for... Hold on, let me reread this. Yeah, as far as cloud-based, right, I feel like that's a bigger ask because that's definitely like a technology thing of like, do you want to invest in servers? Do you want to invest in the actual technology and work that it takes to put to make that up i think in terms of activision blizzard like wanting their own platform like i mean battle.net exists and so like they kind yeah, of have that yeah, already they, right? they, they can just extend that brand into the cloud yeah the only thing i can think of is that there may be a company doesn't like the idea of having their games being on a on an infrastructure that they don't control so let's say that yeah. you play um uh call of duty on geforce now and you have a bad experience because geforce servers having a bad day mm -hmm. you might think oh fuck call of duty like it's not activision's yeah. fault but like it could you know they, they would want to be in control of the whole end-to-end -end yeah. experience and it's an interesting thing because playstation now is a thing that already exists right and you can play um i guess you can only play the games that appear on playstation now, so that might be a, a bad example right. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know why all the big companies aren't just doing de deals with stadia because for all the problems that stadia's had uh the tech is good the and, and google has undoubtedly the best infrastructure for this mm. so why not just go with them i don't know i don't know why they wouldn't do that see number three here is the confusion of what games will be uh what, what games will be going where uh going to be worse than digital games and companies having to pull them off marketplaces due to rights and other agreements i think yes like yeah, that's going to be there'll be more of that confusion for yeah, sure that confusion is going to exist and then when when all is said and done which do you think you'll prefer physical games digital games or streaming um digital games for yeah. me personally I'm, I'm i'm with you there i think digital games i was a physical game person for the longest time and that was partly because of uh i had best buy uh gamers club whatever it was called like the deal you got where you got a certain percentage off for new physical games yeah um and i thought that was a great deal but now that that's gone and now that i, I like i have amazon prime and so sometimes you can get deals with amazon prime uh for physical games but all in all I like, don't like mucking about with discs every time I want to play a different game. Yeah, that's the like only the things thing I buy now. in physical now are Switch games because the Switch uh, system, the, the digital system, is so locked down with so many ridiculous restrictions. Oh, you're pro you're you're not the profile that purchased this game, so you can't play it. Fuck off! Mm -hmm. Like, just let me play the fucking game. See, Switch is probably the thing that's kind of converted me because now that I have it on the go, I find myself like having my Switch somewhere and being like, okay, I want to play Zelda and forgetting that I own it physical and I don't have it with me. Right. And so the fact that it's a portable thing, I'm like, I'm just going to buy all digital because then I don't have to worry about not taking Or, you know, you can get game. yourself the little case that has a little, the little pockets for all the game cards. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like that's also, like, that's an extra thing to carry. But it's so I'm much just, nicer like, just to be able to flip through digital games and yeah. not, have to, not have to open like, up the about thing. And, like, op yeah, I always worry that little door is gonna fall off one day i'm with you you know so <laughs> i i, I like has, you know? what's that but it doesn't that little door i know it's it's, it's impressive it feels it, like it, it, it feels like it's on the verge of death you know what like you're talking about impressive and you know what you know what we started playing in the house this week ring fit adventure oh yeah fucking great yeah? i heard great things Brilliant. about it it's huh. terrific and the and the bendy ring thing is actually really impressive i want like, to it looks like a cheap piece of plastic but it's not it's really well made and it's really good. And it has these really fun mini games. My kid was was having great. She's getting. She's sweating and having great fun doing exercising and stuff. I'm gonna as soon as my ankle's fully uh, healed, I'm gonna start getting into it. Everyone's having a great time with Ring Fit Adventure. If you're interested in that sort of thing, take my recommendation. 
give it a try. You won't regret it. Number four. EA will move Need for Speed development back to Criterion. This comes from Christopher Dring of GamesIndustry.biz. EA will return the Need for Speed franchise to UK game studio Criterion. Current franchise leader Ghost Games in Gothenburg is set to become EA Gothenburg once again, pending Swedish Union approval. The, 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 uh, the studio will refocus itself as an engineering hub supporting development across EA's portfolio. EA told GameStudio.biz that, quote, the engineering expertise in our Gothenburg team, some of whom are architects of the Frostbite engine, is vital to a number of our ongoing projects, and they would remain in that location, end quote. As for the Ghost Games creative team, EA is looking to transfer many of the staff to positions at Criterion and other places within the wider organization. However, 30 roles remain at risk. Quote, outside of the engineers and those that we plan to transfer to other positions, there would be 30 additional staff in Gothenburg, and we hope we would hope to place as many of them as possible into other, ro- into other roles in the company, EA tells us. Ghost Games has been the franchise home for Need for Speed for the last four games in the series. 2013's Need for Speed Rivals, the 2015 reboot, 2017's Need for Speed Payback, and last year's Need for Speed Heat. However, EA says it struggled to, uh, to attract the right talent to Gothenburg to work on the series. By contrast, Criterion is based in Guildford, which is one of the UK's biggest game development hubs. Criterion is known for creating the Burnout series of video games and had previously developed two Need for Speed titles, 2010's Need for Speed Hot Pursuit and 2012's Need for Speed Most Wanted. However, in 2013, the the studio downsized with many employees moving to Ghost Games, a UK Ghost Games team currently exists within Criterion offices. At the time, uh, Criterion was to begin working on new projects, including a cancelled extreme sports game, which I I remember seeing the trailer for that game and being like, this looks... Oh, interesting was there even a trailer I yeah it, it was at an e3 but it was like it was definitely one of those things where it was very early and you could tell and it was very conceptual but the idea of it seemed fascinating uh, to continue the story, following the departure of studio founders Alex Ward and Fiona Sperry in 2014, Criterion has spent the last five years supporting EA DICE on Star Wars Battlefront with its VR mission, Battlefront 2, and Battlefield 5. During that time, the studio has also collected three games, GamesIndustry.biz Best Places to Work uh, to work award wins quote with a strong history and passion for racing games and, and vision for what we can create the criterion team is going to take need for speed into the next generation ea stated quote ghost games have helped to to bring some great need for speed experiences to our players consistently de- delivering that at triple a levels means we need uh we need teams with diverse skills in locations where we we can continually support them and bring in new team members to join despite our best efforts to establish an independent development group in gothenburg over several years it's become clear that the, that the breadth of talent we need to maintain a full triple a studio is just not available to us there Criterion can also provide the, the consistent leadership that we need to continue creating and delivering new Need for Speed experiences for a long time to come. Quote, Criterion is a fantastic studio and we're looking forward to adding their talented team and building a great future for Need for Speed. The engineering teams in Gothenburg are also vital to our ongoing plans across EA. So a lot a lot there. Mm-hmm. But um, at first when I read the headline, there was like there was a part of me that I was like, Oh, cool, Criterion. I love the Burnout games. Like, Burnout 3 is one of my favorite games ever. Uh, Burnout Paradise... Actually, I can't remember Criterion. I guess they must have worked on Burnout Paradise. Um, But yeah, like, the Burnout series, one of my favorite... Actually, I'll probably say it. My favorite racing game series. My favorite racing game franchise. I knew I liked you, Blessing. Yeah. Oh, Burnout's amazing. But the thing is, like... What's your favorite? Of the Burnout games? Yeah. Burnout 3 uh, Takedown, followed by Paradise. Yeah, Takedown, man. Takedown is awesome. Traffic checking? 
Oh, that was yeah. the best. Well, that was Revenge. Revenge was oh, the Revenge. That's right. That was the one that added the traffic. Burnout Three Takedown and Revenge. Yeah, were, were my two. F- and I love Paradise as well. But those two were my favorite. Yeah, Burnout Three Takedown was the one that like had the road rage mode. And, yes, and uh, I, that was that was the one with the really great crash mode. Yes. Oh, that crash mode was so fantastic. Good. It's wonderful. Uh, the thing the, the thing with this also though is that like I'm, the criterion of that day is different from the criterion now so like yes. you know even though I want to believe that this is going to be and I'm sure like this is a great move in, in, in a lot of the details right it seems that, that at the core of this you know um, uh, Guildford where criterion is located seems to just be a better location as far as fostering a studio and so it's it a makes, very nice town yeah I mean that have you been to Guildford I have uh, Bullfrog Productions back in the day used to be based there back in the early days of Peter Molyneux and Populous and all that oh. kind of stuff. I used to go there when I was when I worked on 16-bit game magazine. So lovely little, lovely little yeah. city. Yeah, and it seems for them like that's that's the thing is that that play that that city is going to be great for fostering that studio, being able to to build with more people, um, and actually like have 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 growth and be able to to, to you know allow that studio to to make good Need for Speed games. And so hopefully this results in better Need for Speed games. I've not. Over the last generation, I've not necessarily had the the best faith <laughs> in Need for Speed. And nor should you have. Look, I'll tell you the reason why they've struggled to attract, as they say here, the right talent to work on the series. Because nobody gives a fuck about Need for Speed. Mm. I certainly don't. Do you, rem- do you remember Need for Speed Rivals? Well, how much do you remember about that? <laughs> Need I, for Speed Payback? What do you remember about that? That was not good. <laughs> Need for Speed Heat, which just like, came out? Like, ri- how much of an impact did that Rivals, make? I only remember because it was a launch window game. And so I remember it. Like, I remember seeing the trailers and being like, this looks cool. But at the launch, like, it didn't necessarily well, have I that remember fire. the original Need for Speed. Mm-hmm. The very, very first one. It's been around forever. It's a storied franchise. They they must continue. They must sell enough of them that EA yeah, that, keeps going. If they I would think di- they would ditch it, they, they, they ditch franchises all the time if they underperform. Yeah. So they must still be chugging along, making money. They, I think they but make like, enough money for how little effort it probably when takes. When was it. when was the last truly memorable Need for Speed game? I'll question. tell you which one it was. Need for Speed Two Hot Pursuit on the oh, PS2. That's also good. That one. was the last one that I remember that I gave a shit about, and I've played them on and off. So I play I played uh, Payback. Got like three missions in, got bored. Mm. These, they, 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 this generation has been a bad generation. And yet here we are, Blessing, still talking about burnout games from 20 years yeah. ago. This isn't difficult, EA. Bring back burnout. That's what the people want. I wa- BBB. I, I, I want them to do it so bad. And it's one of those things where when they put out the remastered version of Burnout Paradise, I was like, here we go. They're thinking about it. Like there's a chance that, like, they, they, that they'd want to go back to it. But I imagine what it is is probably that the name the name recognition of need for speed is so strong that they probably don't see it wor- uh, worth going back to burnout which is like a sad thing for me because burnout superior <laughs> in every single that, way that to me just tells me that ea fundamentally doesn't get what we want mm-hmm. they don't get what we want this this the, the ea it's really simple just do what me and blessing want it's really simple because we represent the people nobody gives a fuck about need for speed even if it's just like a remaster or like remake of burnout 3 I mean, they did the, the remaster. They did the do. remaster of Paradise, which I <laughs> loved. Did, yeah, but like, bring back traffic checking. Bring back crash mode. Bring back road rage. Oh man! Bring back DJ Atomic. Yes, DJ bring Atomica. Bring back the shit that we oh, want. Oh my god! It's sitting right there. It's laying fallow in your archives right now. I guarantee, if that news, if if EA announced that they were bringing back Burnout, I don't care what day of the week it is, Widow Wednesday or what the fuck ever. I am in here fucking <laughs> flipping this table over, going. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just like fucking losing my shit because it's what I want. It's what I want, EA. Fucking get on it. I'm with you. It's right in front of you. It's so obvious. Criterion. 
The developers of Burnout are there. They're working with you. They're making racing games. And here's the thing. I play Dangerous Driving. Are you familiar with Dangerous Driving? Yes, that was the one that a bunch of... The Criterion guys want to make Burnout yeah. so badly like, that a bring bunch those of them guys left in. and made a Burnout clone. They yeah. so badly want to do it. And the, the heartbreaking thing is playing Dangerous Driving, I was like, this so badly wants to be Burnout, and I so badly want this to be Burnout, but... It wasn't, not, it, it wasn't good enough. Yeah, it doesn't Yeah, it doesn't have the budget in... Like, yeah, it doesn't have the high budget. Yeah, it doesn't it have the high the budget. production values. Bring in... I think it's called... I think they're Three Fields uh, Entertainment. I think that's the name of the studio. Bring in Three Fields. Let them work on it. Let them do it. Please. Oh my they want to do me it so crazy. It's right there. Look, you've got you've got Criterion, right? And and they're legendary for making the Burnout games. That's yeah. the thing that they're known for. EA has them, and they have them working on something else. It's like saying it's like Gordon Ramsay coming to your house, blessing, and saying, mm. "I'm here. You've got me for the next 24 hours. What do you want me to do?" What you would say is, well, cook me a wonderful meal. Mm-hmm. But it's like saying to Gordon Ramsay, well, fucking put up some wallpaper for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, why the fuck would you ask him to do that? That's not what he wants to do. That's not what he's good at. He could cook you a gourmet meal. And Criterion could be cooking us a gourmet burnout meal right now. Instead, EA's got them fucking putting up wallpaper. You hate to see Get it. Get your fucking head straight, EA. You hate to see it. Number five, I have some quick hits for you. Uh, firstly, announced on Twitter, Neo Two has gone gold. It's out March thirteenth, and so be excited for Neo Two. If you're a, uh, are, you, are you familiar with Neo? I, I, I know of it. I've never yeah. played it. Uh, I tried. I tried the demo when the uh, when Neo One came out, and I was like, this game is very hard. <laughs> it's very difficult. Uh, let's see. Fraser Brown, a PC gaming uh, or PC gamer, writes: Monster Hunter World Iceborne is getting a. Uh, uh, getting a pair of new angry monster variants. Monster in the World Iceborne, uh, Iceborne's next free title update will send its diligent monster slayers to get beaten up by by a new pair of tough cus- tough customers. Yeah, tough customers, both with epithets and, uh, that suggest they're always in the so mood Greg for a fight. Greg would have that up as well. Epithets. Yeah, epithets. The raging. Ooh man, Brachydios is. Brachydios. Yeah. Yeah. Brachydios is a nasty slime dragon with explosive saliva. This extremely angry variant likes making things explode even more than the regular version. And judging by the trailer, its attacks are going to fill its den with lava that might make things tricky. And then it's joined by Furious Rajang. Rajang? Rajang? Rajang. Rajang. A big old horned gorilla that crackles with electricity. So there you go, Monster Hunter fans. You got two new, two new monsters to hunt. And then lastly, Dean Takahashi of VentureBeat writes, Ubisoft reveals VR escape room Prince of Persia, the Dagger of Time. Ubisoft is taking uh, the idea of the virtual reality escape room and running with it. The latest example is this new VR experience, Prince of Persia, the, Dra- the Dagger of Time. The co-op, honkies are on our end. The co-op adventure is based on the classic Prince of Persia video game created by Jordan Mech- uh, Mechner in 1989. It is the third location-based VR escape room from Ubisoft, the big French video game publisher that has also... There's no information of, of like, is, is is it out yet? Is it in development? What platforms is it available? There's no real information here. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I didn't copy over a lot. I was trying to make them quick. But go over to Adventure Beat if you want to see more info on that. But I'm um, excited but I don't, that I don't Prince think of Persia is coming back in, in any in a, form. I love yeah, Prince of Persia. In an interesting form, right? VR Escape Room. Yeah. Gary, I'm excited to learn more information about this Prince of Persia VR Escape Room. But it's maybe so far away or it's out right now. I have no idea. If I want to know what's coming to Bomb Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Before we get to out today, I want to tell you about some of our sponsors. Today's episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. 
As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out of debt, especially if your credit score isn't great, is hard. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. When Greg moved to SF, he took out a loan and the rate sucked. Upstart could have helped because Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate. The best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. That's the next day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards and meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is top ranked in the category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry up to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Next, we're brought to you by Mint Mobile. If you're still using one of the big wireless providers this year, have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, you're being, you're being taken advantage of because they know you'll pay. Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. Mint Mobile saves on retail locations and overhead, then passes on those savings directly to you. Tim got his mom this plan because she was getting overcharged for stuff she wasn't using. Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Every plan comes with, with unlimited nationwide talk and text. With Mint Mobile, stop paying for unlimited data you'll never use. Choose between plans with 3, 8, or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. Use your phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door free, go to mintmobile.com slash kf or slash games. That's mintmobile.com slash games. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash games. Lastly, brought to you by Spotify, the besties. Hey, listeners, we know you love all things video games. So we want to tell you about a Spotify original podcast called the besties every friday the creators of the adventure zone justin and griffin mcelroy are joined by their two best friends and hardened video game reporters russ Frushtick and chris plant uh, to go to go deep on a single new video game if you've been if you've been a fan of polygon you'll know these guys they co-founded it plus the besties cover all major moments in video games in 2020 from new console launches to cyberpunk 2077 and beyond and at the end of the year they do com- they do com- uh, complete showdown pitting all the top games of the year against one another to get to the top game of the year. It's pretty epic. But the besties can't do it without their fans who write in each week and all, and uh, each week with all sorts of goofs of goofy suggestions. It's like a book club for video games. And listen, I'm a big fan. You might not know this. I'm a big fan of the McElroy brothers. Some of the most hilarious podcasters you can listen to. I was a big fan of the besties back in the day uh, before it, it, it came back bigger and better than ever. I listened to the uh, Bam Bam McElroy brothers hilarious 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 podcast so i highly suggest them you can find the besties on spotify which also has your favorite podcast including this one and music all for free listen to the besties free only on spotify out today let's see here we have fire emblem three houses dlc wave four coming out for switch and then super mega 
Wait, Super Mega Space Blaster Special Turbo. I might have to check that out just for Xbox name. One. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin, please. can we pull that? Super Mega Space Blaster Special Turbo. That's all one name. That reminds me of like that one Disney I also, XD I show. I also want to point out that while you were doing the ad read, mm-hmm. a member of the kind of funny community did a screen fast graphic for us and really? sent it in. Yeah. As a thumbnail. Well, that, that's what I was asking you to do. And you were like, oh, well, I don't no, know. No, it's kind of hard thumbnail. to do. I, I Charles do. Jacobson. I can't remake the graphic. Kind of funny best friend. You're not listening. Bashed it out in two <laughs> seconds. Not, I can't remake the graphic because I don't have that file. But, uh, uh, you Scorpino. don't, but the community does? No, that's a thumbnail. A Obviously, that's the what thumbnail. I want is a thumbnail. That's what oh, I wanted. Yeah, for sure. You're going to get the ice was saying the intro of the video. Oh, like an animated thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yelling at me, not even knowing. I'm just what saying, if the yelling. community can do that in two minutes, just think about what you He's could got do, a Kevin. Point. If you just Kevin. applied yourself and believed in yourself a little bit more, the way I believe in you. He's got a point. New dates. Uh, while Kevin's pulling up Super Mega ba- Space Blaster Special Turbo for Xbox One, three uh, thousandth duel. The critically acclaimed dark fantasy Metroidvania, starred by a masked hero with no memory will be released on Switch on February 19th. And then Bandai Namco and NeoWiz have announced that free-to-play MMO action RPG Bless Unleashed will launch for Xbox One on March 12th. So you can stop stop tagging me in the tweets. I know that Bless Unleashed is a, is a thing. People let me know whenever there's a new announcement about this game. And I appreciate right. it. So, so this is the PS4 me. trailer, but I imagine the Xbox One version is the same. Yeah. No sound. Do we need it? Do you want me to find so, the Xbox One? No, it's, no, it's, it's all going to be the same. Yeah. It's going to be a port. So it's, uh, these are cartoony characters, cartoony astronauts in space. Whoa, they just got blasted. Okay. Oh, no, they got picked up in spacecraft. So it's like a, right, it's a little geometry war. Yeah, looking like an asteroids kind of thing. You're in a ship. Looks, like, mo- looks like multiple players on screen, local multiplayer. Yeah, it's as- it's asteroids, blasteroids, yeah. you know, geometry wars. They're old school. Uh, super Stardust. Yeah. It's, you know... It's definitely it's one, of one of those. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. I get it. Good name, though. Yeah. Is it a good name? Because I don't know if I'd be willing to type that in the PSN, the yeah, PlayStation I mean, Store. You, you get to Super Mega. Super Mega is going to finish yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. Now it's time for Reader Mail. Remember, you can write into Reader Mail, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Mitchell from Canada wrote in and says, Hey, guys, please react to the new Feel the Power tri- uh, P- Feel the Power of PlayStation ad. And, Kevin, this is one I sent you also uh, that just got released. This is some early PS3 era advertising. If you've ever seen it, fucking wild. Thanks, what Mitchell from Canada. So PlayStation released this ad for Valentine's Day. <laughs> This ready? is a new ad. This ready? is a new ad that came out ready? today. Everybody's ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. One, Have one you, minute, not 45 seconds. No. Oh, man. You're going to like it. Make sure the volume's up, Kevin. This is for Valentine's Day. Okay. I can only see a part of it because there's a fucking couch. Oh, yeah. There is the a TV. huge couch in front right. of us. Can you just be an adult? We have a, sm- we have a smaller TV. Oh, there's too. a smaller TV as well. Uh, but essentially, it all looks right, like okay, there's so four they're, right, soldiers. They're, like, they're luring down into They're rappelling down into some kind of silo. All right. We're in some underground tunnels. They got All their right. flashlights. They look like a like a Rainbow Six Siege operation some, team. Some actors acting. All right. Yeah, they're like they're creeping in. They're like in underground in an underground tunnel. I don't have the remote for the TV. Okay, Crow, crowbar the door open. Yep. It's on your right. Is it on my right? Is it on like the All wall? The way, yeah, right there. Oh, I don't feel like walking. It's fine. <laughs> I can, I, can, I can hear enough. I, I can tell you what's happening, too, auto, like, sound-wise. Because I feel like... Is, are, I mean, I don't a, think I need a lot of sound to get what's going on right now. There's, like, an eerie kind of ee noise in the background. 
Uh, All right. They're in some kind of. It looks like they're in some kind of lab. They've got hearts. hearts. Yeah. They're hooked up to to pipes and shit. Sure. That's yeah, all sure. weird. Okay, PlayStation. The hearts oh, are powering. They're the powering God. the PlayStations. But like actual like hearts as in like like human, human hearts, bloody human hearts, like organs. Is this what like what Sony's fucking data center looks like? I mean, <laughs> you don't just get God of powering, War. Powering. Okay, okay the all these human hearts are powering all these PlayStations. <laughs> the human hearts have like the and they have the they have they have like the uh, icons on them. Into them. Feel the power fuck of PlayStation. What was that? That's it? That was their Valentine's Day. I thought it was going to be something at the end to like, oh, that's clever. No. It's just them being weird, which I really like this energy. I want them to keep this energy going to the next generation. Sure. All yeah. right. Does that, does that commercial do anything for you? Do you feel like all it of a sudden. It didn't blow me away, person? but you know, I, I like things. Like, I like that they're doing weird things like that. Mm-hmm. Why not? I dig it. Travis Rubinek writes in and says, Hi guys, what is going on with Nintendo? It's been 160 60 days since the last Direct, and, uh, and they have given us nothing. I would usually consider myself a rather patient person, but this is getting rather excessive. Is Has it, it not- really been 160 no. days? That doesn't sound right. There was since a Direct like, not long ago. Yeah, they did Directs. They but like, like specifically yeah. for like certain games. And so, right. there, was there like an Animal Crossing Direct that they did? They, they do yeah. those little mini Directs. Or Fire Emblem Direct. They did, yeah, they do like... Specific directs they, for specific they did things. A Smash direct, right? Smash direct. Was that what it was? That last time they Pokemon. did like a that was big a overall though. one. They did a Pokemon direct though. Po- is Pokemon what I'm thinking of? Maybe. It's probably what I'm thinking of. The Maybe he's talking about the last time they did like a big Nintendo wide. Yeah, direct. that's what he, that's what he's definitely okay. what he's talking about. If Animal Crossing hadn't been delayed, we would be months without. Uh, we'd be months into 2020 with absolutely no word from Nintendo on anything, with nothing officially dated to look forward to. Is it possible that the original Animal Crossing delay, in part, was due to Nintendo recognizing they had nothing to say at the start of 2020? Is something wrong, or is Nintendo de- deliberately waiting to give Animal Crossing this much space? What is going on? Thanks for everything you do, Travis. I don't think it's a like the idea that yeah if Animal Crossing hadn't been delayed you know we would be months without knowing anything. The reality we live in is that Animal Crossing got delayed, and so it's not the biggest of deals that they don't have a direct. Uh, that said, I think yeah like we have something to look forward to, and so we're not necessarily in dire straits, right? Like if it was if if we were in a place where say Animal Crossing really did come out last year right and we just had just a blank slate for nintendo this year then i could understand some of the worry but yeah i think soon we'll get a direct with it before or after animal crossing don't, I don't, don't, know, don't worry about it i mean i may be less fussed about it because like i know animal crossing is coming that's got a date on it animal crossing is really all i need or care about certainly mm-hmm. in my household we're gonna we're gonna be buying three copies of animal crossing so that everyone can play it so I, I feel like I'm good. But like, it's not like Nintendo's sitting around listening to this podcast and going, oh, fuck shit, yeah, we better make some games. Yeah. Like, they tr- trust me, games are coming. Don't worry about it. You'll hear, you'll, when, when they're ready to talk about it, they'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, they definitely have a plan for this year, but we, I, I, I don't blame them for waiting to talk about we it. We know for- there's new, some new kind of Mario Kart coming, right? They've hinted at that. I don't know if they've hinted at it. Like, there have been rumors of, like, something they're working on with tires, which like <laughs> you assume Mario Kart, but who knows? But like I don't, I'm 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 one of the people that don't, that I don't believe there's a Mario Kart coming this year. I feel like it's a year or two too early still. What do you think will be Nintendo's? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Make mm-hmm. a guess. What do you think will be Nintendo's big holiday game this year or games? We won't see Breath of the Wild two this no. year, right? It's too far off. No, and I think like rumors and people on the inside have said that like yeah they're aiming for this year, but. Even with that, I think it's too early for I think an all new Mario. I think it'll get delayed. Well, right? I think yes, yeah, too early for what I imagine would be Mario Odyssey too. Um, well, I, what does that leave us with for holiday? I don't know, but I, I mean, I think 
before the end of the year, we'll get a new sports game, probably either Mario Golf or actually, I'm going to I'm going to say Mario Golf. And then also, like, there have been rumors of, Mar- of Paper Mario, which I believe, like, neither of those are big holiday games, but I could see those happening. Yeah, they're not, they're not top tier, but, like, yeah, but I'd, I'd be, like, if they announce a new, like, Super Mario Strikers for Switch, I'd be excited about that. I would be super excited about that. I think Bayonetta 3, even though that's not a Nintendo, yeah. actually, I think Nintendo does technically publish that game, but the, you don't necessarily think of that as, like, a core Nintendo game, but I think they could use that as a big holiday I think release. people would be excited about that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's about time for Bayonetta 3. And so I could see that and maybe, like, one other thing that's, like, of that level. Um, like, I mean, no, no More Heroes 3 is announced for this year, right? And so, like, what if Fall was No More Heroes 3 and Bayonetta 2? Even though both of those alone don't sound like big Fall games, I think both of them together could be, like, a nice one-two punch to make this feel like we're Animal not... Animal Crossing's coming this spring, yes. so... Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, if there's an S-tier Nintendo game coming this holiday, I, I don't know what it would be. Yeah. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate was announced in, like, April the year it came yeah, out. Yeah, this I mean, there's and plenty so, of time. Like, and again, Nintendo's a very February, secretive company. They The next Direct could have something that's like, holy fucking shit, like, we didn't even know they were making that. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's anything to fear about. No. I, 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 in Nintendo, we trust. Now it's time to squat up. Tommy Boy writes in and says, Calling all Call of Duty playing best friends. Call of Duty has added official clan support, and with the somewhat imminent Battle Royale mode, we are, go- we are all going to want some best friends to drop with so i have made the kind of funny clan uh which is i guess a, ca- called a regiment when you join the clan you will receive you will receive a gold gilded clan tag of kinda and double xp when you play with your fellow clan members between the hours of 9 to 10 p.m eastern time that's 6, six to 7 p.m pacific now since call of duty is fully crossplay enabled and because there's no way that i can see that i can see to search for the regiment you want to join i will be making a, th- a reddit thread when gregor blessing read this aloud on the thread i want uh on the thread i need you to put your username and platform from there i'll be able to add you to the regiment i don't know the maximum numbers maximum number of slots in the regiment so it will be first come first serve on that hope to see you guys on the battlefield tommy boy's username is tommy boy 601 i don't know if that's reddit or for the clan but tommy boy 601 that's and this will is. be crossplay. Yeah, Call of Duty is crossplay. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to see what we got wrong this episode. And oh boy, y'all are active in here. What's going on? Uh, People are talking a lot lot of things wrong. It's a lot of xCloud, Samsung stuff. Um, The Anabologist writes and says the Super Mario theme park is called Super Super Nintendo World, which I think we know, but I think we just called it Super Mario theme park just because I think think people know what we're talking about when we say Super Mario theme park. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see here. Not really, you're wrong. I'm not going to read it. Uh, there's a lot of additional information. I'm not saying actual you're wrong about this stuff. Well, well, I mean, I'm very early wrong, as you know. Fortson Zero Zero says the S20 Ultra. early in the morning to catch me out, Kevin. The S20 Ultra is is 1400, not 1500. Yeah, you know. Is that the best you got? Let's see here. Is that all you got? It's. I think it might no, that sounds right. Let's see. Wait, maybe, maybe it's sixteen hundred with the with the five hundred and twelve gigs. Oh, this is a, this is a good one actually. Uh, G Dub writes in and says Microsoft actually just announced an iPhone beta for Xbox. Yes, that happened while we were on the show. Yes. In regards, so to is it question, possible that Microsoft heard what we said and instantly implemented that? You're Absolutely welcome. Absolutely not. Yeah. So a lot of people writing writing in about that breaking news, which is why this is all. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. So Project X Cloud is. Um, this is news that broke live on the uh, on the show. Project X Cloud is adding um, full iPhone 
support, iOS support. See, uh, OB2 writes in and says, Nintendo confirmed to The Hollywood Reporter that they would be attending E3 shortly after Sony dropped out of E3 2020. People are writing with breaking news about the Prince of Persia thing. And uh, just wait until the end of, you know, the stories before you get into the, your, your wrong bag. Because they can't wait to, to jump in, it. can they? Yeah. Uh, more xCloud stuff. Criterion did work on, work on uh, Workout Paradise. Thank you, Nanobiologist. Okay, people keep telling... Every time I talk about this, people keep saying this, all right? And I'm going to call you out, all right? Ryan says, Blessing, it's been six years in May since the, Mar- since the last Mario Kart. There was three years between MK Wii and MK- MK7 and four years between MK7 and MK8. It's beyond time for a new Mario Kart, the mobile one excluded. Mario Kart it's, 8... It, it is time. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out with the Switch. Deluxe doesn't count. I think it counts. That's my that's my whole argument. Really? Is that I, like, I think in Nintendo's mind, as far as like spacing out Mario Kart games, I think it counts. Because for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, that's when most people got their hands on that game. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a great upgrade. Yeah. But I don't think that counts as... But it's I, not Mario Kart 9, is it? Yeah. That's what we but want. I, I mean, it's definitely what we want. But I think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe... If Mario Kart 8 Deluxe didn't come out at the, at the beginning of the Switch, we would have gotten Mario Kart 9 by now. We would have we gotten it within like the last two years. But the fact that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe exists means that they're pushing forward Mario, like the next Mario Kart, because they have that as like a placeholder. And so, in the eyes of Nintendo, that's kind of what I mean when I say like, it's I I feel like we're a year or so out before we get a new Mario Kart. I feel but like I they want, they wanted a Mario Kart game to launch the Switch with. They obviously weren't ready to do an all new one, and the Deluxe was the compromise. And then Anon writes in and says, "You're wrong. Everyone loves Need for Speed. They need to bring back Underground." Uh, they do need to bring it, bring back Underground, and everybody, everybody, everybody loves old Need for Speed. Um, and then Tommy Boy lastly writes in and says, uh, "Tommy Boy six hundred one is their Reddit and gamer tag, and so look for him on or look for them on Reddit." If they announce Need for Speed Hot Pursuit three, which I don't think they've done, Didn't, I think they did the remake, like for PS three. I, w- I want to say I'm positive. I think I think Criterion worked on it. Um, and it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't as good as, like, the original Hot Pursuit games. They did that, and I think they did, like, a Most Wanted remake. Yeah. Neither of which did it. They need a break from Need for Speed, is what I think. They do. I, they, they, maybe they should rest it for a bit. Tomorrow's hosts are going to be me and Tim Ma-fucking-Gettys. Uh, Gamescast, we're recording today at 2 p.m. We're talking about the most iconic portable Nintendo games. So that, so that should be a fun one. Um, and the cast is going to be Tim me, Fran, and Imran. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, Game Daily. Hold on. Don't, don't, oh. Dead lights back up. What is this? Parasite winning the Oscar and you're putting the lights down on me? Up, up. Up. There you They're go. up. You They're up. They've been up. Twitch.tv slash Gary. We're to 7 p.m. Pacific. I'll see you there. And don't forget to come back. At, is, is ScreenFast going out live, Kevin? Yeah. 12 o'clock Pacific. ScreenFast. Me, Blessing, Kevin. On Friday. And, on Friday. Uh, on Friday. Um, and Tim will be reviewing the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And we've got some surprises in store for you. So you oh, want to stick around for that. Some surprises. All right. Shake my head. <laughs> You can bring the lights down, Kevin. Now now you can put the lights down. Jesus Christ.